everyone, and welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. We're back today. July 3rd is the date on a Monday. Uh, welcome to the show and or welcome back to the show. Whether you've been listening previously or this is your first time listening in, we appreciate your support either way. Uh, I am your host, Karsten. Uh, I don't believe I said that before. But anyways, um, yeah, definitely real quick. I'll just plug our uh, Instagram page. That's Crossover Across Time on Instagram, all one word. Uh, we share content from the show. We also do our best to like and share content from across the NBA. So it's a great place, along with the podcast itself, to uh, stay up to date on what's going on in the NBA and also hopefully get that historic perspective that we aim to provide. Um, I especially mention it because we just barely posted our updated uh, podcast schedule. So I want to just touch on that real quick before we dive into uh, the the meat and potatoes of the podcast, the updates on free agency and all of that good stuff. Um, but here's what we're looking at today. Of course, the third, this is our penultimate episode as far as our first season of the podcast goes, um, again, mainly focused on free agency. Um, there's not a ton else going on at the moment until later tonight. Uh, of course, tonight we have the beginning of the summer league games since more than one league, technically, uh, more than one set of games. Of course, we have the California classic here in my home state, Utah. We've got the Salt Lake summer league. And then, of course, uh, most teams go to or all the teams. Uh, the main focus will be on the Las Vegas Summer League. Um, so that'll be running for the next few weeks. Once that wraps up, the final Summer League games will be on the 17th. On the 19th, we're going to do a recap of Summer League, and we're going to also wrap up the uh, first season of the podcast. We're going to talk all sorts of different points, um, make sure we have a jam-packed episode for you. Um and it will be a proper send-off before we take an extended break. Um, right now, I don't believe we have any episodes planned for August, and it would probably be mid to late September that we would come back. Uh, and again, we're going to take that time to really focus on you know, reviewing what we did with the podcast in this very first season. What was successful? What wasn't successful? What can we improve going forward? Um, workflow even, you know, what's going to make it easier to record the podcast, all those type of things. So um, that's really going to be our focus. You know, it'll be an extended break. And again, after summer league, we're going to be in a period where we don't have a lot to talk about unless there's a, you know, an off season trade. Um, maybe we'll just focus on doing the Instagram page for updates like that, you know, um, off season update and do a little, uh, just a description on a, an Instagram post rather than a, a full podcast episode. Um, I figured that makes the most sense going forward. Again, gives us time to recover, not recover, but you know what I mean? Uh, just take a break, relax, not have to focus on it as much. And again, there's not going to be as much to talk about, but we'll also have that chance to really dial things in and come back better than ever for season two. So that is, what I really quick just wanted to to discuss before we jump into what we're actually focused on today, and that's free agency. Um, and before we do that, there's just one quick news item that is free agency related, but is not a, you know, exact move as far as acquiring a player, trading a player away. Um, but there's a report that the Chicago Bulls have applied for a designated player exception uh, because they are not expecting Lonzo Ball to be able to play this upcoming season. Of course, he's missed. He missed the entire previous season, this last season. He also missed a good chunk of the season before that. Um, still working on trying to get back from that uh, that knee injury. Um, and so the Bulls have acquired for that exception, which would be 
about half of Lonzo Ball's salary, 10.2 million. Um, and it would allow them to um bring in a player that could help replace, um, helps out their roster planning, all that kind of stuff. So um that's just a quick update before we get into the actual moves. And of course, as you might expect, the first three days of free agency, there's plenty of moves to go over. Um as I mentioned on the last episode, we have a roster that we're updating as far as like a it's a spreadsheet type roster. Um and probably what I'll do is just go through team by team and hit the uh the big points for what each team did for so far for the Sixers. And we'll start there. We'll just go alphabetical by uh mascot name. For the Sixers, the big one, they did sign Patrick Beverly. Uh, to give them some guard depth, I think that's a decent signing. I, you know, I I know people's issues with Pat Bev, but I think he's good at what he does well. Um, he brings value, so not a bad signing. But again, the big domino that people are waiting to fall with the Sixers is still James Harden. What ends up happening with him? Um, otherwise, really not too much movement there. Um, for the Bucks, they did a lot of big signings, really just bringing back the core. You know, they re-signed Chris Middleton long-term, Brooke Lopez, um, Jay Crowder as well. You know, so they've brought back three of their key players, uh, especially focused on that front court. You know, so I think the the big concerns about Milwaukee of if they're going to keep things together, for now, okay, at least the next couple of seasons, it's going to be that standard group. And then what do they do to maybe try and to augment that to support it? You know, so I think they're they're doing all right there. Um, for Chicago, we had a few signings, nothing crazy. Uh, they re-signed Kobe White, and then they also signed Javon Carter. So they continue to have a little bit, in my opinion, a little bit of an overload at that guard spot. Of course, you figure Lonzo's not playing, so that's an important factor. And I like bringing in Javon Carter, a defensive guard, Um toughness kind of fits that Chicago ethos, but also helping replace what Lonzo does or did. So um, good move there. We get to Cleveland. We had a big one, kind of a surprising one uh, on the trade front. They actually made a trade with Miami to bring in Max Struess. Uh, and there was a three-team deal involved San Antonio as well. So, um, you know, imagine kind of looking at the roster, I would think Struess would become the starting three. Um you move Okoro to the bench, and then, of course, they did also sign Karis Levert to a new contract, extension, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he's still in the fold. They brought in Ty Jerome as well, and they made a trade with Utah for Damian Jones. They also signed George Niang from the Sixers. So um, Mitchell and Niang and, uh, reunited from, you know, their days in Utah. Of course, uh, Niang brings the shooting as does Levert, and especially so does Max Struess. So I like what Cleveland has done so far. You know, obviously bringing back a guy like Levert, who is a key part of the rotation, um, they bring in someone who's a couple of guys, Struess and Niang, who's going to help out their shooting. They gave up Lamar Stevens and Chetty Osman, um, but Osman had kind of fallen out of the rotation, it seemed, in recent uh, seasons, the last season or two. And so you bring in Niang, uh, they have Wade back, Dean Wade, uh, Damian Jones is just a depth, you know, centerpiece. Um, I like what Cleveland's done. I think they've done a solid job there. We moved to Boston, um, and not a ton of crazy moves for Boston. Um, mainly some signings and as far as some depth pieces, uh, O'Shea Brissett and Dallano Banton. 
uh, Banton, a bigger guard, Brissett, uh, a forward who I'm not clear on exactly what his strengths are, but I'm not sure that he has a ton of weaknesses either. Just a decent little forward for them. Um, move to the Clippers. They've made some moves um, as well. They brought in, firstly, uh, they re- they brought back Russell Westbrook. They signed him on a two-year deal. Low contract amount as far as uh, dollar amount. Kind of a surprising one there, but uh, I think it's good for them. He had some great moments end of season and going into the playoffs as that recent addition. So, um, excuse me, it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do with, you know, hopefully – Paul George and or Kawhi Leonard, depending on who's healthy and available. Uh, They also bring in Kenny Martin Jr. from the Rockets, giving them some depth, some athleticism, some youth. Uh, I think that's a solid move as well. Um, And uh, that was really the main move uh, or the main couple of moves, bringing in Westbrook and Kenny Martin Jr. I think those are good. And then, of course, everyone will be watching their name that was brought up in the Harden conversation. So definitely watch out for that. Moving to Memphis. they signed Derek Rose. So they add in as, um, you know, I was watching the uh, free agency specials with, it was the ESPN's broadcast, Richard Jefferson and uh, Kendrick Perkins. And they were saying, you know, some of these teams need quote an adult. And I say, that's what Derek Rose brings. Obviously a former MVP as everyone knows, but also he's been in the league a long time at this point. You know, he brings some maturity to the locker room, hopefully, and he can be a productive player. He has, you know, he's the guy that is kind of been a direct comp for John Morant. And that could be even a better piece as far as his direct mentorship, the potential for that, at least, of a guy like John Morant. You know, Derek Rose was, you know, gifted himself, but the problems that came up with him were simply just injury issues. You know, he he did everything he could with what he was given with his own personal injury issues compared to John Morant, who's run the risk of you know, giving away something that's, you know, been amazing for him as far as his abilities, you know, the gifts that he has, and he has, he's run the risk of kind of losing that just due to personal decisions. And so I think Derek Rose as a mentor there could be a nice idea. Of course, they had brought in Marcus Smart before free agency began, um, resign Xavier Tillman. I think that was actually, that might've been yeah, that was before. Um, otherwise, that's really the main move that the Grizzlies have made, bringing in Derek Rose. Uh, good move. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. It looks like they have a few extra guys uh, who gets cut, maybe some of the rookies or some of the guys that haven't been big rotation guys. Uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, they're currently another team that has a lot of players kind of listed as under contract. Um, the main difference for them, I'm seeing a few extra names, uh, Ty Ty Washington Jr. and Usman Garuba. Uh, they made a trade with the Rockets to bring those two in. Uh, gives them some additional younger pieces, especially Washington Jr., uh, to work with. Otherwise, not a ton of movement for Atlanta. Uh, Miami, they've made some big moves, of course. They re-signed. Um, they first re-signed Victor Oladipo and or extended him. And then they traded him to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll get to that one in just a moment. So signed and trade, but then they did also sign Josh Richardson. He's coming back to Miami. Uh, kind of a fun one there. They they sign Thomas Bryant, um, a center that I like a lot. I feel like he should have gotten more of an opportunity this past season. You know, when he played with the Lakers, he played well. 
um, didn't get a chance in Denver because of how stacked they were. He got a ring out of it, but now he has a chance to be a bigger part of the Miami rotation, giving them some depth at that center position. Uh, those are the two main ones. You know, they trade away Oladipo, bring in Richardson and Bryant, and of course their big player in um, conversation for either Harden or Lillard. And again, we'll get to Lillard in just a moment. Uh, for the Hornets, the big one is uh, Miles Bridges. You know, signed a qualifying offer. He is now under contract with them for this next season, but after that, he will be an unrestricted free agent. So that'll be interesting to see what he's able to do this season after not playing the entire last season with personal legal type issues. Uh, So that's where they're at with that. For the Utah Jazz, uh, the main one, of course, they traded Damian Jones to the Cavs. And then other than that, uh, they did sign Jordan Clarkson to an extension. And that's another one I need to run back through here and see which ones I forgot to mention. A number of players also did sign big extensions to keep them with their teams long term and to increase their dollar amounts on contracts. Mainly uh, LaMelo Ball for the Charlotte Hornets. He signed a big extension. Um, from what I saw, Desmond Bain signed a big extension for Memphis. Um, what else did we have? I believe I got to make sure I'm not missing anything here. Uh, I think those are the only, only other ones with the teams we talked about so far. So yeah, LaMelo Ball, Jordan Clarkson signing big extensions. Otherwise not a ton of change for the jazz roster. We go to the Kings. Firstly, Demonis Sabonis. Big extension for him as, him as well, so that's a great one to keep him under contract there. Centerpiece, no pun intended, of course, alongside De'Aaron Fox. Um, and they did the kind of the big things that I felt like they needed to as far as keeping the team uh, in good position. Resigning Harrison Barnes, uh, they had done that before free agency really began, or they had extended him at least. They bring back Trey Lyles and Alex Lynn, their big uh, backups as far as the front court goes. Great move there. They sign uh, Chris or they trade for Chris Duarte from the Pacers, a guy that had fallen out of their rotation who had shown early promise just a couple seasons ago. So I like that one for their their guard depth, their shooting, get some more shooting in, never hurts. And then uh, Sasha Vizenkov, who has been a who was the EuroLeague MVP this past season, he signed a contract with Sacramento. He's going to come. Uh, from overseas and and be a part of their front court. He's a bigger forward, I believe, you know, stretch four, similar to, you know, it's a bonus, maybe just a little bit shorter, but has some passing, some athleticism. Uh, Excuse me. It seems to really fit the, the ethos of, of Sacramento, their current roster, as well as the classic Kings rosters from about 20 years ago, you know, the skilled European, uh, eccentric player you know i like that they bring back kessler Ed- kessler edwards um and yeah i i like what sacramento's done all around i feel like they've maintained things and they they've brought in potential to to improve with Vicenkov. you know i'm interested to see what he's able to do uh here in the nba for the knicks the big one uh josh hart they did keep him on uh and then they Brought in Dante DiVincenzo. I, he's a player I really enjoy, and I think that's going to be a big piece for them, especially because they now were reunited a bunch of those Villanova guys, uh, I believe, from when they won the national championship. Brunson, Hart, and DiVincenzo. Um, great guard rotation. You keep Grimes and Barrett, of course. I like that a lot. Um, and that's really the key one, other than they also traded Obi Toppin uh, to the Pacers. We'll talk about that with the Pacers as well. So um, Knicks do it all right. You know, nothing amazing, but still solid moves. 
for the Lakers, they've done some big ones. They, of course, re-signed Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell, the two biggest pieces that were points of concern. So they keep their backcourt uh, star starters and potential stars as well with that. Um, they also re-signed Rui Hachimura. Uh, so they keep him in the fold, and then they signed some other guys to bring into this: uh, Jackson Hayes, Torian Prince, and Cam Reddish, along with Gabe Vincent from the Miami Heat. So I like a lot of those pieces. It gives you some great depth, youth. They continue that youth movement, some scoring with a lot of those guys, athleticism with Hayes. You know, feels like a great all-round offseason so far for Los Angeles. Um, you know, they could maybe use a touch more depth with some center position, you know, forwards, front court. Otherwise, though, I really like what Los Angeles has done. Feel pretty excited to see what they're able to do for the Orlando Magic. Uh, they signed Joe Ingles, which was I was a touch surprised. But again, you go back to what Richard Jefferson and uh, Kendrick Perkins were saying, you know, they needed an adult. They need someone with that veteran experience who's going to help guide them and help them transition from this, you know, point they've been the last few seasons where they're a young team with all sorts of potential that's just developing and not worried about winning to now okay let's see if we can start moving towards being competitive being a winning team so i like that a lot as far as that goes uh and then they also re-signed uh Moritz wagner uh so keeping him in the fold with his brother franz um Otherwise, that's the main ones. They, of course, have their rookies. They have their younger talent. I uh, feel good about, about Orlando. Excited to see what they're able to do. For Dallas, big offseason for them. They bring back Kyrie Irving, keeping him in the fold with a big contract. Uh, they re-signed Dwight Powell as well. Uh, they brought back Seth Curry. Of course, he'd been with Brooklyn and uh, Philadelphia in the previous seasons. He had been with Dallas several years ago, but now they bring him back on a nice contract to help give them better depth add the shooting all that good stuff uh and then they also signed dante exum interestingly enough a guy who's been out of the league for a season or two um of course seen as a bit of a, a not quite a draft bust but a draft disappointment with utah um interested to see what he'll be able to do with dallas so not a bad off season for them uh, especially getting seth curry i think that's a big one Kyrie kind of was expected to be back uh so i'll be interested to see if they make any other moves to try and get better um as are constituted, I feel like they would easily be a playoff team uh, as long as, you know, they they run things decently well. Um, but then, of course, the big question is, can they actually be a contending team? Uh, so we'll see how that goes in the in the regular season for the Brooklyn Nets. I really like their moves as well. You know, they uh, they bring in Cameron John or bring back Cameron Johnson. You know, though they, they keep him in as a he was a restricted free agent. They signed him to an extension. Big move like that one. Um, they. Also bring in Lonnie Walker, the fourth, who had had some great moments with the Lakers last season. And they also bring in Dennis Smith Jr. So I think they've done a great job, you know, keeping the roster intact and also adding some interesting pieces as well. And, you know, keeping with that younger theme. Um, but of course, also Brooklyn's going to be in the conversation or has been in the conversation for the Damian Lillard uh, possible trade. And again, we'll talk about Lillard in more detail once we get to uh to portland before we move any further let me go ahead and double check going back through make sure i didn't miss any other big extension uh names here i don't believe i have so let's go ahead and go to denver the reigning champs what have they done well they've brought in justin holiday to help out their kind of guard forward depth and uh they've re-signed deandre jordan 
as well as Reggie Jackson. So those are the big ones. Uh, Resigning some of their depth pieces, bring in a, a free agent with some experience. Nothing too crazy otherwise, but I, again, I think that's a decent, uh, you know, so far decent moves. Uh, just kind of keeping things intact. Don't want to mess with things too much. Let's go to Indiana. Uh, they've been busy in this offseason. They bring in Obi Toppin, of course. We've mentioned that. Um, but their big signing, Bruce Brown. I'm interested as to why he ended up going with Indiana, but, you know, I think a lot of it makes sense. A younger team, of course, Bruce Brown now has already won his championship. He's still young himself. Um, maybe he has, he's seeing an opportunity in Indiana to become more than just that six man or stellar role player off the bench. Maybe he wants to be, you know, solid starter, lock in that spot, maybe even become an above average starter. Uh, or at the very least, he wants to help out a young team that's growing. You know, either way, I kind of like that for their sake. You know, bringing in a guy like that could be great for them. Trying to, you know, similar to uh, the Magic, a team with, that now has all the, the younger talent and they need to, and they're looking to move back into competitiveness with an experienced head coach especially as well. So um, that's the main one, Brown, and then, of course, Toppin. So uh, a lot of pieces for Indiana work, to work with. Um, and then I believe Halliburton got a big extension as well. Uh, either way, he, if he hasn't, he will. So, you know, not too much of a surprise. Let's go to New Orleans. They were pretty busy as well. Um, they uh, they re-signed Herbert Jones. Uh, that was a, a important one for them to keep him in the fold. Um, and uh, they also signed Cody Zeller. Otherwise, fairly quiet uh, for them. Uh, I guess I just barely said they made some big moves. Um, for some reason, I was thinking they had made bigger moves. So, yeah, Herb Jones, they bring him in. That's an important one. And then Cody Zeller. Otherwise, uh, things kind of stay in the same. Detroit um, seemed like a lot of stuff. It was right before free agency opened up that Joe Harris was traded to them from the Brooklyn Nets. They, have, uh, they also traded with the Wizards to bring in Monte Morris. Uh, keep kept on Alec Burks, Omarui. Um, otherwise, nothing too crazy for Detroit, I suppose. Let's go to Toronto. Uh, let's see here. They re-sign Jakob Pertl. I think that's a big one. I like that. He's still fairly young. Um, helps them remain competitive in, in the uh, current moment. They also signed Jalen McDaniels. I really like that one as well. He's a great forward. Uh, you know, similar to his brother, Jaden McDaniels, that defensive ability, the length, the size for his position. They signed Dennis Schroeder as well. Kind of that instant replacement for Fred Van Vliet, uh, trying to keep that offensive identity. Um, and those were the main ones, you know, three, three guys, but I think three great signings. You bring back Pirtle, you bring in McDaniels and Schroeder. Uh, they should be interesting. Again, they they have the younger talent getting better. They have a new head coach. That'll be a very intriguing team to watch. Go to Houston. Houston's been very busy. They signed one of the big question marks, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, there were early rumblings that he would probably go be going to Houston, uh, but it's been confirmed. Big contract, of course. So he joins their younger core and trying to help them, like a lot of other teams we've talked about, transition from, uh, you know, an interesting team with younger talent to now a competitive team. Uh, so Van Vliet joins, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jabari Smith Jr., Alprin Shangoon. I think that's a really intriguing lineup. You have, of course, the recent draft pick, Amon 
Amen Thompson off the bench and Dylan Brooks joining him technically a sign and trade with Memphis. So Dylan Brooks going to Houston alongside, you know, Whitmore and Deshaun Tate. They bring in Jock Landale as a free agent. And then of course they have Christopher and Ethan and those guys. So some experienced players, some all-star talent with Van Vliet mixed in with the younger core and head coach Ime Udoka, who led the Celtics to the finals two seasons ago. You know, hard to get much more interesting of an outlook for a team than that. But again, we'll see what other moves they might make. For the Spurs, of course, a team with Victor Wembanyama. What do they do for the roster around him? Well, they re-sign Trey Jones, so he stays their starting point guard. They bring in Lamar Stevens and Jetty Osman off of that trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers, that three-team trade, Cavs and Heat. Sandro, uh, Sandro Mamukalashvili is re-signed with them. Um, and those are the big ones, you know, a lot of front court type moves and then Trey Jones uh, at the point guard spot, solid moves for them. For Phoenix, of course, they had a lot of work to do filling in their roster. And I think they did an all right job, you know, considering the circumstances, the little bit of financial restraints in some senses. Uh, they bring back Damian Lee and Josh Okogie. Um uh, as well as, well, no, Ish Wainwright was already on contract. So they bring back Damian Lee and Josh Okogie. They also sign Eric Gordon, Yuta Watanabe, Drew Eubanks, Chemezi Metu, and Ketabates Diop. Uh, so first of all, front court depth for Aiton with Eubanks especially and Metu, that's very good. And then you bring in the, the shooting ability, Gordon, Watanabe, and Bates Diop, I guess, has been a great shooter as well. Solid all around. You know, I think still there's some questions with the guard depth, and maybe they make some moves there, but otherwise, not terrible. You know, I still have some concerns for Phoenix as a whole, you know, as far as their being well-rounded as a team, but I think Eric Gordon will definitely help out bench concerns for that roster. So definitely a good one. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, they have plenty of players under contract. They've made plenty of moves. Um, First of all, they brought in Victor Oladipo from the Miami Heat in that trade that we'd mentioned. Um, He, of course, is returning to Oklahoma City. He was with them uh, the first season that the Thunder were without Kevin Durant. So that was a while ago. Oladipo now going to be hoping to return from injury yet again back in Oklahoma City. That'll be interesting to see. Um, We also have uh, Patty Mills joining him after being rerouted from Houston. That was where he first went, now at Oklahoma City. So Patty Mills joining the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, And then we have another uh, European signing, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this name, but Vasilije Micic. Um, Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. I apologize if I haven't. But uh, they bring him in as well. So there's all sorts of interesting players with Oklahoma City. Be really interesting to see what they are able to do this coming season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, first of all, Anthony Edwards signed a big contract extension just this morning, so he's there long term. Um, at the very least, he's getting paid. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., they bring him in as a depth piece, they keep on Nikhil Alexander Walker, and they also shine, they also shine, they also sign Shake Milton, so they bring in some wing and guard uh, depth. Those would probably be those first guys off the bench. Um, Decent signings all around. Of course, they had already done the Nas Reed extension. Minnesota, again, it's just all about that roster gelling. Last season, kind of, you know, we didn't really get a lot of resolution on that front. And so this coming season will be really, um, you know, now or never as far as the Towns-Gobert experiment working out. So we'll definitely have to see what happens. 
for the Portland Trailblazers, of course, Damian Lillard, he's still under contract. He's still there. Um, the big point of conversation that we've talked about very briefly before, uh, he now reportedly has uh, asked for a trade. This was just about a day or a couple of days after free agency really opened up in earnest. So Lillard apparently does one out. He wants to, apparently his preferences are either Miami or Brooklyn. Uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Of course, it's going to need to be a big haul. You're talking about a guy still in his prime who hasn't left his organization before. Um, it's been a very, very tough ask. No one's been successful in recent seasons who have been trying to get him out of Portland. Uh, so it's going to have to be, you know, one of the bigger packages that we've probably seen in recent years. So it'll be interesting to see if that happens when it happens um, outside of that for Portland, you know, they've done their best to uh, kind of keep things going. They re-signed Jeremy Grant. Um, and that was really the big one, you know, bring back Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Of, of course, a borderline type all-star, especially in that one season with Detroit, but he's been very good in Portland as well. Um Solid player, you know, for their sake, helps them out, but they just really didn't do a lot else as far as really elevating themselves to being more competitive. And uh, if I had to guess, again, I don't know him personally. I haven't heard his exact thought process, but he's probably, you know, saw the first couple of days, saw what some other teams were doing and said, you know, I, it just doesn't feel like we're really doing what we could be to become a little more competitive. And so he, you know, decided to throw in the towel at that point, I suppose. But again, we'll have to see what happens with them for golden state. Uh, they signed Corey Joseph just recently to a, uh, smaller contract. He adds their guard depth, but of course the big one, they did resign Draymond green. So he stays with the team. They keep the big three together, Curry, Thompson, and green. They still have Wiggins. They have Chris Paul now. So golden state, it'll be interesting to see if they, uh, keep things going next season. And then finally for the Washington Wizards, uh, the main moves for them, they, of course, traded Monte Morris to the Pistons. And in return, they brought in, who did they bring in? Uh, they re-signed Kyle Kuzma, of course. That was the big question. I think that was really it. They trade away a player, um, but they re-signed Kyle Kuzma. And uh, that's really the big one. you know. And, of course, Kuzma, bigger contract. He was one of the first signings of the free agency period, as was Draymond Green. I think Draymond Green's contract broke first. But Kuzma, still fairly young, adds to um, a interesting kind of rebuilding-ish Washington team um, with some younger talent now. They don't have Bradley Beal. It'll be interesting to see what they're able to do. Let me real quick scroll back through, double-check what extensions I might have missed in running through this real quick. Um Oh, Damian Lillard, not him. Because um, it feels like there was a good amount of extensions that were signed, um, but it's hard to remember all of them exactly. But uh, hopefully I've covered most of them. But otherwise, you know, guys, uh, you, you know, that's kind of where we're set at this point. A lot of big moves. There's still some quality names available at this point. Uh, if we look at the the available free agents at this current moment, um, Kelly Oubre would probably be the big one as far as that upside, that offensive ability. He was great for Charlotte last season. Uh, Christian Wood is an interesting one. Jeff Green, the veteran. Mason Plumley, uh, Will Barton, still productive. Jalen Noel, an interesting point guard uh, from Minnesota. 
Malik Beasley, uh, TJ Warren, when he's healthy, he's always interesting. Um, there's plenty of centers available. That's the most. And these are just a list of guys that were on contracts last season that are currently not under contract, but uh, still plenty of names available. You know, uh, there's plenty of these names that will probably not get re-signed and they'll move to G League or European ball or something like that. But uh, there's still plenty of talent available, you know, so. Uh, and of course, there's still those dominoes, James Harden and Damian Lillard. We're waiting to see exactly what happens with them. But for now, I believe that uh, is most everything that has gone on, the big moves, the big trades, the big signings, all of that type of stuff. So let's uh, let's leave it there. Again, if there's any big updates, um, especially once we do our final episode, any big updates after that, we'll mainly focus on reporting that probably through the Instagram page. Um, so definitely keep an eye and an ear out for that. Right now, let's focus our last few minutes on helping get you prepped for this season's or this offseason summer league action, what to expect from that. And it starts this week with uh, the California Classic and the Salt Lake Summer League. Um, firstly, the California Classic, two days. Uh, it is today and Wednesday, July 3rd and 5th. Um, in Sacramento at the Golden One Center, and they've expanded the roster of teams from four teams to six teams. So now we have the Warriors, the Lakers, the Heat, and the Kings, who are always part of the California Classic, but they've added the San Antonio Spurs and the Charlotte Hornets. Now, we've already reported, though, for the California Classic, those two days, Victor Wenbanyama will not be playing in those games. So it'll be the remaining Spurs roster, so that lessens the intrigue a touch, but I imagine you still have Brandon Miller for the Hornets. Um, you still have the Heat and Lakers younger talent, as well as the Warriors, the Kings. Um, so it sh- still should be very interesting. Uh, each day we'll have a triple header of games um, starting at 4 p.m. or sorry, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on both days. And so a lot of action there to keep up on. Uh, again, teams and matchups will just kind of rotate a touch. You can't rotate them all the way through with that many teams in only two days, but still uh, should be pretty good. Uh, some intrigue, some excitement to watch there for the Salt Lake Summer League. Uh, this will be July 3rd, 5th and 6th. So Monday, today, Wednesday and Thursday. And we have four teams involved. The Memphis Grizzlies, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Philadelphia 76ers, and of course the Utah Jazz. Um and since you have only four teams in three days, uh, two games each day, you are able to have all the teams play each other. Uh, those games start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, two games each day, as I said. And, of course, you know, for the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Chet Holmgren return to, to action is kind of the main one to watch for. We also have Case and Wallace and those guys. Um, Memphis, any younger talent there, as well as Philadelphia. But then, of course, Utah, that's really the big one. Their three first-round draft picks, the the rookies, you know, from last season, Walker Kessler. I'm not sure if he's playing or not, um, but plenty of intrigue from Utah and a little bit from Oklahoma City. But all the teams, of course, are very exciting to watch. So that's where it starts, and of course, it's also the first event uh, in the newly renamed Delta Center, back to what it was in the '90s. So that's very exciting as well. One last side note: I am actually going to this later today. Um, that's why I'm recording this podcast actually a bit earlier than normal. Um, I'm going to go up in just a couple hours. We're going to, uh, it's me and some of my family. 
you know, have some dinner, some some dinner beforehand, go to the arena, watch the games, try and get some autographs. I remember I went uh, a while ago at this point, probably four or five years ago. Um, and that summer league, I actually remember we watched Trey Young and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Those are two of the names that stand out and guys that have become all stars in their own right. Um, so there's always that potential you're going to see, you know, future all stars there. But uh, I remember getting autographs from Jerry Stackhouse, Brian Winters, um, Quinn Snyder, among uh, a couple of others. So it was pretty exciting. I'm going to see if we can get any other autographs as well. But that's the start of summer league action. And then on Friday, we have the beginning of the the full NBA 2K24 Summer League, as it's officially titled, July 7th, this Friday, and it will run through the 17th. So uh, about how long is that? A week and a half or so. And again, all 30 NBA teams will be at this one. You'll have all sorts of games. Most days you'll have six to eight games. Um and then on Monday will be the championship. Of course, they do a playoff round. Uh, there's 76 total games played over those days. So you're going to have plenty of action to see all the the young talent. When Binyama will make his debut, Brandon Miller will be playing, Scoot Henderson, um, the Thompson Twins, as well as a lot of the rookies from past the, the last offseason. Some of the top-performing rookies might not play, like Bancaro or Walker Kessler. Um, but you'll probably see a lot of the other guys, you know, you might see like a Jaden Ivey who is still productive. Um, and so, you know, those guys, along with plenty of still young talent, who's trying to find their way onto an NBA roster, feels like we have at least a, a handful every season that have a great summer league showing and are able to get at least a two-way contract or something to really make a case for them, uh, being in the NBA. Um, so it's going to be a lot of great action. Um, I believe as far as the broadcast, um, yeah, it looks like all the games are going to be broadcast on ESPN and NBA TV. I imagine it's going to be sort of the same for, um, yeah, Salt Lake City Summer League, all on NBA TV except for one game on ESPN 2, and then the California Classic, uh, on the ESPN networks. So all these games are going to be available to watch. Um, I'm going to try and watch as many as I can. Super excited about it. Again, debuts of key players, a lot of intrigue. So, and that's really why, um, you know, we have our next episode planned for the 19th. I thought it was best for us as a general fan base and also us as podcast hosts to obviously have a little more of a break, but also, to be able to just take in as many games as we can, not focus on recapping, you know, every so often. And for you as a fans, you know, it's just, you know, not, you're not tuning into a podcast or anything. You're just able to watch the games, you know? So I think that's uh, the best way to do it. So that's it for summer league. That's it for free agency. And that is it for us for now real quick. Thanks again. uh, All of you who tuned in again, whether this is your first time or you've listened previously, we really appreciate your support on the podcast. Again, enjoy Summer League. I know I'm going to have a good time with it. We'll be back on uh, the 19th, July 19th, Wednesday, for our final episode of this first season of the podcast. We'll have a lot planned for it. It's going to be a good time. So thanks again, and uh, we'll be back with you then. 